Well, this morning we're doing it a little bit different. Uh, we don't just have one speaker. We've got a whole group uh, joining me today. And so we've got a whole panel. Uh, we're going to be opening up a discussion. Uh, but we'll start here. Why don't you just quickly introduce yourself to everybody. Uh, good morning, church. My name is Willem, and I am from the Equipus Pukekohe campus. And I'm Margot. Good morning, everyone. And I'm from Equipus Church, Auckland. Woo, woo. Hi everyone, uh, my name's Ed and I have uh, come here from the North Shore. Awesome, good morning everyone, my name is Leela and I'm from the City Campus. Morina whanau, Rukumwana Schaffhausen from Pukekohe Campus. And kia ora everybody, uh, I'm Mark Stevenson, um, when I'm in Auckland, here from the City Campus, otherwise I'm usually at Equipers and Tonga. Awesome, thanks so much team, uh, my name's Jake Morena everybody, I'm from Equipers Church in Monaco. I think we're all doing a whoop whoop, so whoop whoop. Uh, hey, today we are talking about uh, things that are unchanging, and so often we've talked about the last couple of years being pretty interesting times, and times where a whole bunch of things have changed a lot, but today we want to talk about some of the things that are unchanging, and so we've selected a bunch of great people here today to help us to navigate that discussion. And so I'm going to throw to my good friend, Pastor Mark Stevenson, who's just got a wonderful voice. And his dulcet tones, no matter what he says, is just going to sound amazing. But Pastor Mark, why don't you start talking about, in this season, maybe the things for you that have been unchanging about these times? Thanks, Jake. Yeah, I think it's a really good point, as you said, that, that things have been pretty tumultuous over the last couple of years. And and I have to say, one of the things that's become real in a whole new level for me is, is the words that Jesus speaks about himself. Uh, it's, it's recorded in John 14, but where Jesus says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I think one of the things that I've really felt challenged by is this whole idea of what is true, what is truth. And I've never considered anything other than the fact that there could be absolute truth, that there was absolute truth. Um, but of course, a lot of the things that have challenged us over the last two years are around, well, is truth really absolute? And for me, one of the foundations I go back to is that as a Jesus follower, I don't believe in truth as an idea. I don't believe in truth as a set of beliefs. I believe primarily truth as a person, and it's the person of Jesus. So when everything is going haywire, when everything seems changing, when things that I never thought we would ever be discussing as a nation, as a world, everything is like up for grabs, what do I come back to? Personally, I need to come back to the sense that truth is a person. Truth is Jesus. And what that means for me personally is that if what I'm hearing, if what I'm saying isn't lining up with the reality of who Jesus is, then I need to, I need to consider that. But I need not be swayed by, you know, the Bible talks about every wind of doctrine, every idea, every latest theory, every keyboard warrior. I actually need to come back to who the reality is of Jesus. And does this measure up to the truth of who Jesus is. If it does, awesome. If it doesn't, then I can be confident that I can foundation my life on who He is and weather the storm of whatever might be flowing around me. Uh, just picking up on that, Jake, uh, and acknowledge the tumultuous times that we have been in, but what has, in addition to the Word of God and that being our basis and our foundation, the other thing for me that hasn't changed is the role of the church in these tumultuous times. And so we've been challenged personally, uh, particularly out at Pukekohe Church, to be the hands and feet of God where there is need, to extend God's love and goodness where where there is loneliness, where there is hopelessness. And so we've um, we've identified areas uh, within, our, um, within our community that we can 
we, we, we've stood up as the church, whether it's online exercising or um, outdoor exercising now that we can have groups of 25 or, or packing kai boxes. You know, it's the role of the church doesn't change. And if anything, I think the role of the church uh, becomes paramount in these times of uncertainty. Yeah, and, and I think even um, with regards to church on Sundays, right? Like, um, just, we have a 10 p.m. Ser- a 10 a.m. service, we have a 5 p.m. service. Those consistencies are so important and, 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 and keeping the discipline. But, but just even in lockdown, how it's just continued to feed us and just and, and put us in a place where we can encounter God and grow in God and be challenged. It's just been so good to, to keep those consistencies. It's so easy, right, to... to um, uh, just think, oh, well, I'm at home, I'll just take it easy, maybe I'll watch it later, but being disciplined around those um, services have been great. Yeah, and I think, I mean, across this time, with the, in the unchanging seasons, it is a good revealer of, of I guess, what is a foundation in your world, because sometimes you, you think you've got these solid foundations, and it's not until, the I guess, the world around you starts rocking a little bit. It actually, in some ways, exposes what those foundations that are really going on in your heart are and how they've been set. And probably a good question, yeah, just even on, in the setting of foundations, I'd be keen to just start here. What's, the, what's been key factors in actually setting right foundations? Like what have been key things in your world that have helped you or enabled you to actually set good foundations in your world? Well, um, uh, we'll be referring to it a little bit later on, but uh, Matthew 7, Jesus uh, says, um, uh, oh, Actually, could you uh, quote the scripture? Sorry, I was telling you your content there, Jake. Uh, no, Matthew 7, uh, G- Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, which is really cool. But right at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, the last thing he leaves us with is, is, is the wise man builds his house upon the rock. And we learn this as a, as a, as a, as a, a song in our head. But it's really when we, when we choose not to apply the Word of God to our lives, that's like building on, on a foundation of sand. But when we choose to apply God's Word to our life and we act upon it, that's like building our house upon solid foundations. And so that's what it talks about. Back to Ed. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, You know, so he basically says, uh, if a person uh, hears what I say and does what I say, they're like a wise uh, builder. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people who the extent of their religious experience is coming to church uh, and going home and feeling guilty about all the things they haven't done. You know, and the weird thing is the, the more guilty they are, the closer they feel to God. But, you know, Jesus didn't come to earth, uh, die on a cross and raise, rise again from the, the grave so that we could feel guilty. Uh, he came so that we could experience life and life in abundance. And I believe that life is experienced when you, when you put into practice what God says. That's where the, um, you experience uh, the fullness of life that God has on offer. Um, for me, I think foundationally there's a couple of things. One is um, understanding the father heart of God has been really key to me. Um, even though I had a great dad, um, I think for most of us there needs to come that uh, revelation of how much our father cares for us. Um, and especially so if we haven't had um, a great family experience or we had an absent father or a father who was there but maybe not so great Um, and that that just 
set something in place that is unshakable, a foundation in your life that no matter what happens, even if things aren't going great, your Father, your Heavenly Father cares for you. And, and I know that I'm speaking to people there and you're like, oh, how do I build a foundation like that? I think just keep asking God and He will He'll bring you to that place where it moves from your head, where you know that God's your Father and your head into your heart. And hopefully that will, you know, never leave you, which I don't think it will. Yeah. That's really awesome. One uh, re- really foundational uh, scripture for me um, throughout the time that I've known God has been uh, Ephesians 3.20, which says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or think according to his power that is at work within us. And that scripture has been really important to me of just helping me build a foundation where uh, God is such a big God. We don't serve a God that is small, and so the way that we live our lives shouldn't be small. And I know that even, especially in this season, our worlds can feel small. You know, we're confined to our homes. We've been um, busy with what's in front of us. But that scripture just helps me to keep lifting my eyes and uh, just being reminded that if God is a big God and if he's working within me, then no matter what I'm facing, no matter what I'm going through, um, I can get through it and God can do more than I can even ask him, more than I'm believing for. And it just helps me to keep dreaming big and yeah, lifting my eyes above the current situation. Um, when we talk about um, uncertainty in tumultuous times, we're not just, it, it's, it affects us as well as individuals and each of us in our own, in our own households. And so in our household, and particularly for me, what I come back to is, is the truth, is, this, is, is the word of God that's been spoken over my life. Uh, there's been a lot of change, but at the end of the day, and, and, and this will happen, we go through seasons of change, but God is, God's word is the truth. And um, so when he says to me, uh, Ruku, uh, your call is to do this or that, I've got to come back to that even when it doesn't look like it because he never fails me. Uh, one scripture that really stands out to me is in Esther 4.14. Now she was made the the queen, but for a purpose. And so I'm reminded no matter what my position is, I am there to serve. And so that again comes back to the role of the church, the role of of us as individuals who also are the church in our communities and in our families. Great thought, Ruku. I want to just touch on that a little bit more. I uh, had this example, and I don't know whether you've been in the same place the last couple of years where uh, about to walk into a shop and to get some groceries and I get to the front door of the shop of course and realize that I've forgotten my mask and so I go and I go walk back to my car I get my mask on and the weirdly the, the weirdly sort of stressful moments they, they're things that you have to think about that you didn't have to think about before and we've talked a lot and you guys have talked quite articulately about the foundation with which to build your life on, certain scriptures that you've done that with as well. But I kind of want to link that into what are some of the things that, uh, Ruku, you mentioned as well, not only are external situations changing, but sometimes internally we're feeling this sense of, okay, God, what are you doing? We know you're in control because we believe and we trust in you, but we still see either our own internal world sometimes fluxing a bit and there's some tense moments. And like, can we just open that up a bit more? Because I love the thought that as Pastor Sam often shares that, that vulnerability brings about opportunity. And I believe there's, there's tons of opportunity for the church in this season to be able to reach uh, a lost generation. Uh, Ruku, you talked again about some of the initiatives that the Pukekohe Church is doing as well. But can we kind of open that up a bit more about the opportunity that these times actually bring us? 
I think for me personally, last year was a, a really internally tumultuous time where uh, we were living in Tonga at the time, but it was around the time of the uh, the election here in New Zealand, and there were lots of issues being talked about. Of course, there was there was COVID as well, and and I can remember I I actually got to a point where I felt thrown on the inside in a way that. I haven't felt so unsettled for so long. I mean, I'm, you know, in my 60s now, but this is the first time. I, and, and I was kind of having these conversations with God, like, what the heck is going on? And what's more so, what's going on inside me? And, and I had a conversation with my brother-in-law, and I, and I said, I, I think I'm actually grieving. I think there are some things that are happening that are really challenging me on the inside, and, and I'm, I'm feeling grief. And, and even to admit that was kind of like a little bit strange and out there. But what it did for me was think about, okay, this has been a surprise to me. The things that we experienced last year, the things we're experiencing this year, you know, it's like who would have thought two years ago, nobody had heard of Zoom and, and all that sort of stuff, but here we are. What, how am I going to manage in this? And, and, you know, we're talking about scriptures that really count. For me, I came back to Romans 8.28 which says that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. And the rationale that really helped me through that time internally was, this has been a surprise to me, but it's not a surprise to God. Okay, so and going back to what Margot said, if, if, I, if I'm following God, He's a loving dad, He knew this was coming, I didn't. Okay, so my refuge isn't in the circumstance, it's in Him. But what if I can position myself internally to think, I don't know what the heck is going on, and sometimes it's okay just to admit that and then see what is God going to form as I'm at least open to Him shaping something in the midst of this time. For me, the problems start when I start digging my toes and when I start to become a keyboard warrior, when I start to, ah, I'm like, ah, what's, you know, but if I can trust God and trust, okay, even He knows that this could be something that could work for good. I have no idea how he's going to do it, but I can trust him and his character that he will do it. Then that gives me a sense of Pete. Now, do I have the answers? Heck no. Just ask people who talk to me. I've got as many questions as anybody else, but the trust in a dad to even walk through this time and think maybe there's going to be some creative endeavors that flow out of this that I never would have considered were it not for these circumstances. Something that's um, really encouraged me is at the start of lockdown, I was really discouraged because we've just we we were building great momentum as a church. You know, we'd been through lockdowns before, and I was really just grateful that we were not in a lockdown anymore. And when this one came along at the start, um, you know, I was really discouraged. But then just reading um, through the Book of Acts, I greatly the scriptures just really encouraged me of the role of the church and just how God can use the church and the community to impact the community no matter what season they're in, they were going through, the, um, the early church was going through a season, I would say, harder than what we're going through, persecution, you know, none, you know, they were really fearing for their lives just for their faith, and um, the scriptures just go on to say, you know, how they just became a community that was um, known in the cities that they were in, they were radical in their generosity, it said that a lot of them gave their homes, they sold their possessions, they sold their land um, for other people. 
that were in need. And I just love that, that radical generosity. It actually turned to the church growing. It was a form of evangelism that there's a lot of need in our city even right now. There's a lot of need, um, but we can actually still make an incredible impact and we can see the gospel go out into the cities and make a big difference regardless of this time. And um, I guess one, one thing I want to kind of jump on to next is, um, Pastor Mark, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, there was pathway throughout my college year. I did Equips College in 2012, and Pastor Mark was my principal. And uh, about halfway through the year, I found myself uh, without a home. And uh, Pastor Mark and Riri uh, lovingly took me uh, in, into their household. And uh, that's where uh, my eyes were open to Kenan's uh, love for Migarine noodles. Um, <laughs> Pastor Mark would cook us these amazing meals, and then Kenan would sit at the table with a pack of the noodles. But he's moved on a long, come a long way from there. But for me, I grew up with an amazing mum and dad. So I've, I've you know, my mum's incredible. Uh, you know, my, my father's been a great dad to me. But I grew up in a household where I never knew my mum and dad to be living together. So I didn't actually know that family dynamic before. I never, never been in an environment actually where there was. Um, was a mum and a dad in the room and that operated like a family unit. And for me, I remember when I, when I first moved into the house, for me it was a real eye-opener because I never experienced this dynamic before. And it just got me thinking about foundations as we can have foundations in our world and then we, we, when we're put into other environments, how, how it can actually cause you even... Like for me, it was a, a great environment to be in but initially, it made me feel a little bit uneasy because I'd, I'd never seen or been a part of like sitting around a table with that type of dynamic before. And so just in, in terms of foundations, probably a couple of questions we want to go in on that is, one, how do you set foundations within a family, um, in particular in families where maybe some are of faith and some aren't? How, how does that dynamic work? But for me, initially, the question is, is I guess, how... How do you, like for me, that was an eye-opener, an identifier that there's actually, when it comes to family dynamic, things I need to learn because I hadn't been taught because of the household. So how do you, A, unlearn some foundations or identify wrong foundations, but then relearn right foundations in that? Yeah, I mean, I've been a part of this church for um, almost 20 years now, and uh, it's been a long time. And um, and I've, I've grown to appreciate how much I've learned just by being in the environment and being surrounded by people. And and you don't know what you know until it's tested. And um, I think just being surrounded by great mums, great dads, uh, great husbands, uh, great people, generous people, it's, it's just rubbed off on me. And I think it's actually formed foundations in me without me even realizing it. And then it's stuff that's kept me later on in life. Now that I'm married, now that I'm a, a father, you know, I, I I sort of draw from this deep pool of of um, of experience because I've I've watched it, I've observed it, and I think being planted in in a, in a church has been such a a key part of me forming foundation in my in my life. So, yeah, yeah that's um, I think that's great. I think um, being planted is is massive. It certainly uh, impacted my life that way. Um, I think the very first time we came to Equippers, the first person we got to catch up with, the first coffee I had was with Pastor Mark. And, um, and just, just that time, I can't remember what the conversation was about, but all I remember was I felt safe, I felt comfortable, and I felt heard. And, you know, it was my first experience of church, in all honesty. And um, it really uh, laid a platform for, I guess, for me to take the next step. 
you know, uh, and, and to trust in God. And um, it was a new journey for me. But just over time, and, and so I've been in church for like 17 years and, and, and just being around people, being in that environment has, you know, you learn so much. Like, uh, and, and I think one moment that, that really spoke to me, um, quite a significant part of my life, was having a conversation with Pastor Sam. And, uh, and I, was, I was really keen to, you know, I was a young, young Christian, really keen to uh, go out and paddle around the world. I was doing wakaama, and I loved it, much to Ruku's uh, uh, annoyance and disgust. But it was, I just thought, man, this is me. And I just remember having a conversation with Pastor Sam. I didn't know how to process this from a kingdom perspective, but he just pointed me to Scripture and just says, see what God says about it, and, and, and is it honoring God, and is this where he called you? And it just it changed the way I view everything now, you know? And so being planted and being in, in spaces where people can speak into you, we can be encouraged, it's just, it's gold. I think that the whole power of community is, is really key, and the, the fact that you know, often we talk about Christian faith and following Jesus as an individual decision, but, but it always has to be worked out in community. We, we, you know, we're made for community, and that's where yep. the shaping happens. And I, I mean, I love, it's, it's great to hear the story. I can't even remember how many years I've been a part of this church. It's, it's so long, but, I, but I've loved it because when I first came in here, uh, Pastor Bruce and Helen were pastoring the church, and, and I felt like, man, there's a real father heart here. And, and again, I've had great upbringing, but it was just seeing what does that look like in community. And, and one of the things that I've appreciated over the years as we've continued here and as our son has grown up, uh, when, when Kenan said to me, and he, he said on more than one occasion, man, Dad, isn't it awesome that any time you were upset or things weren't going well in terms of relationships, and because, you know, we're a family, there are, there are challenges in family, that you didn't spit the dummy, that you didn't run. And, and I said, oh, yeah, thanks, Ken. And, and because he's saying, now look at what I'm able to walk in because you've yeah. stayed in community. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it almost sounds like a truism, but at a time of change, but also, as Leela was saying, if we want to be effective, we need community. And, and I have to say, I think one of the concerns through this season, I love social media, I love Zoom, they're great tools. But, you know, we're not having community really until we're back face-to-face, until we're kanohi ki te kanohi, because there's so much that you can, you know, we've all sat in Zoom meetings where you're in the meeting on screen, but you're on your phone doing something. We all know what that's like. Yeah, we all know what that's like. But, you know, it's, it's also easy to live at, a, live at a distance with social media. But I, and I guess what I'm saying is when we get the freedom to meet together, um, come on, church, let's, let's be in community again. Let's do the picnics with the groups of 25 because the face-to-face is so essential because what God has got for us individually but what He wants to do through us isn't done on our own. It's done in the relationship and the community. And we, as you guys are saying, we learn from what I've learned things in this house. I've learned through the relationships, and that's, what, that's part of the foundation God builds for us. Thank you, Pastor Mark. That's great. <laughs> Sorry. It, led, it led almost too well into my next question to the point where I, I do want to keep talking about this because I think the, you know, we're coming into a season, especially if we, those of us living in Auckland, well, around the country as well, this uh, traffic light system's coming in and, and, and our, our freedom to connect within community for real is, is going to happen soon. And so that's a great thing. But uh, Pastor Sam often has been talking in the last kind of couple of months about these sort of needing these circuit breakers. And the challenge for some of us is it's become too easy to fall into 
habits that we may not have even realized are there, but for some of you who have still got your Uri on as you're watching church this morning, might realize, oh, this is a habit that I've got into, actually waking up late, and maybe some, some, some uh, regularity about your week has kind of changed a bit. And so those, those are some of the things that are changing. But I, I do want to pose that question to our panel as well, because I think the things that are unchanging, we do have to rethink how we connect again. There may be areas that we feel slightly more uncomfortable about going out. We might have to deal with uh, things of, of, of issues of fear and things like that. So wouldn't mind chucking to the panel. What are the things that we need to think about? What are the circuit breakers that maybe for you individually, you're going to have to maybe rethink some things about getting back out again, uh, coming into the end of this year and also the start of next year? I'll give it a go. I think that's a great question. And I want to start by acknowledging uh, those of you who are feeling anxious and fearful um, about about what it means to be face-to-face again. Uh, we understand, uh, certainly I do, uh, what, what that involves for, for your children, uh, particularly younger children. Uh, but can I just say, God has been with you in, in, in moments of anxiety, of doubt in the past, He'll, he'll be with you again. Uh, and so, so my, my, my invitation really is for those of us that are feeling anxious or uncertain about what this next season looks like, just talk, talk to each other, reach out. You know, as Pastor Mark has said, uh, community is important. Go to those that you trust. Uh, and... And, and Pastor Sam uh, has been has been very clear, uh, even to those of us who um, who are feeling okay about stepping out, just to be mindful that we are. We go together, so, so we've got to embrace each other wherever we're at, with love, with kindness, but understanding God hasn't changed throughout the last two years. He's that same God who loves you. He's that same God who has been with you through those moments of... Um, yeah, of anxiety and fear. He's done it for you before, and he'll do it again. Yeah, yeah awesome. And I think, I think too, um, just like where, where God is unchanging and he hasn't changed, that doesn't mean that we don't change, right? You know, like, like he's unchanging so that we can continue to grow in him, so that we can continue to uh, 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 become bigger and see more and, and believe for more and have, have more faith for things. And, um, and I, think, I think that's been um, the awesome thing that I've, experienced and seen over lockdown is that even in the circumstances that we find ourselves in, the church has continued to go forward. It's continued to grow. And, um, and, and I think, like, you know, the series that we've been on, uh, Creativity Unlocked, it's really important that we, you know, like, let, let's not, like, um, settle for the status quo, but let's just continue to believe that, man, like, you know, that we serve a, a God who doesn't change. And, and when we put ourselves under Him, we're going to be able to see so much more, regardless of what circumstances we're in. Yeah, I think um, relationships require investment, you know, and that's where, that's the power of routine. You know, routines like uh, church on a Sunday is, is, a, is a routine that uh, invests into those relationships. And uh, one thing I've come to realize is, is uh, um, you know, our direction determines our destination. You know, sometimes we're looking for someone to come in and fix uh, things, to put things right, but it's sometimes the decisions that we make that determine the future uh, that we're heading into. And, and so it's making it, what, what are some of the decisions I can make today uh, to see the future that I want to see? And it's, it's really just asking that question, what's, what's actually important? 
what, what's important to me, what do I value, and start to invest into those things because um, that'll determine you know, where we are in the future. We need to be open to the Holy Spirit. Um, and I'm speaking, and I want to speak directly to those of us who are middle-aged or even slightly older than middle-aged, um, that, you know, we can get so comfortable and we get to a level of just doing what we want to do. But over this lockdown, God has really challenged my husband and I, and we've had to look at some uh, things, look at our values and really decide have they been fruitful in our lives and have some difficult conversations and actually um, continue to advance. So my challenge is for those of us who are comfortable, we've done church for many years, we, we know the school, we've got all our crew, our mates are here. What is God saying to you? Are you moving? Are you continuing to grow? And it's a little different from, you know, branching out from your bubble and meeting together. But it is actually that too. We can just want to stay home and, and be sort of lukewarm and comfortable. But continue, listen to the Holy Ghost, change and grow. Awesome. Hey, uh, thanks, team. There were some wonderful comments. And uh, I think for us, uh, I, I love Ed's comment, relationship requires investment. And I, I just want to kind of finish on that. Uh, and I just want to talk to you just for a couple of minutes. So before you think about switching off, uh, just for a moment, if you can just kind of pause what you're doing, uh, even pause uh, thinking about other things, pause thinking about your picnics that you're going to have today, because that thought of relationship requires investment. I want to talk to you about one relationship that you can have today, and it's a relationship with Jesus. The reality is God never changes. He doesn't love you one day and then hate you the next. He doesn't think about you any worse for the things that you've done or are going to do or will do today. The nature of sin is so abhorrent to God. And yet, because it was, He sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross for you and for me so that we might have life and an abundant life, a full life. That life is available to every single one of you. And I don't know how you found yourself here today. I don't know whether you thought, if I click this button, what am I gonna come into today? Our prayer is always that it'll be edifying that the content that we put out there is useful for people on Monday. That hopefully today you, you, you wake up tomorrow morning and think I can use that stuff for my week. But before we even think about that, you've got to think about where you're at with your relationship with Jesus. This is the Jesus who died for you in your place. The reality is we had a problem. We can't get out of this challenge of sin that's all around us. It engulfs us. We were born into a world that was corrupt, born into a world of sin. And the problem with sin, of course, it, it gets on the inside of us. And, and we can see some of the worst of that, even over the last couple of years, we can see some of the angst and the frustration building up in people. And some of the things that are unchanging are Jesus and what He did for us. That never changes. Jesus died for you. That's much more than just a bumper sticker on a car. He died for you so that you might have life. The challenge with sin, of course, sin leads to death. Romans 6 tells us this. There was a penalty. There's a punishment for it. And Jesus says, I'll take all of that on. I'll go to the grave for you in your place. And that would be great. If He just did that, that'd be amazing. And we'd go, what, what a great man to do that for me. But the problem was, if He didn't rise again, we'd still be left with this issue of sin. And because He rose again, and he, the Bible says He conquered the sin in the grave, He conquered death so that we wouldn't have to relive our old lives again, so that we wouldn't have to rethink everything. So as Pastor Mark said, we wouldn't even need to go through some of the grieving that is maybe so real and so visceral at the moment. 
So our mindset can shift. We don't have to conform to the thinking or the patterns of this world, but where we can be transformed by the renewing of our mind because of what Jesus did for you and for me. That is so real to me. And I pray this morning it can be so real to you. So in a moment, I'm gonna pray a prayer. If you wanna give your heart to Jesus this morning, recognizing that maybe you don't understand everything, recognizing that you don't get everything and that things are still confusing, that's cool. But I really believe right now there's a Holy Spirit, as Marga said, there's a Holy Spirit that works on the inside of you. And right now, that feeling that you have, that warmth that's maybe in your room right now, it's not just the sun streaming in, it's the Son, Jesus Christ, and His Holy Spirit filling you right now. He's real friends and He loves you and He wants to desperately have a relationship with you. That's what we were born for. Once you have a relationship with Jesus, you find your purpose in life, you find fulfillment, and you live the overcoming life that the Bible talks about. So come on, how about if you want to give your heart to Jesus? And we're going to pray this prayer all together. So why don't we pray this together? Dear God, today I ask Jesus that you would come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Lord, forgive me of all of the things that I've done wrong and give me a new start. I thank you for loving me so much that you would die on the cross for me to give me new life, to give me an abundant life. And I thank you that that abundant life is free. I don't have to earn it and I don't deserve it, but you give it freely. And so Lord, I take hold of that. I thank you that I'm now a child of the King. Old things have passed away and behold, all new things are here. So we thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen, amen, and amen, and amen. Give God a big shout of praise because He's so good.